Hey everyone, welcome to The Wash. It's our very first episode. And after some technical difficulties and a stomach bug, we could not be more excited to finally get started. Oh my gosh, yes. I actually want to start out with a question. What would you like to be called? We made a poll, so check out our Facebook and Instagram and go photo on your favorite. All right, in the words of Shania, let's go girls. Okay, so it's 2019. Jordan, you're dating your now husband and his childhood best friend shows up with a girl he's dating. What's going on in your life at that point? So at that point, we were living in the tiny house and still excited about living in the tiny house. Um, We were dating, we weren't engaged yet, and I was kind of getting established and finding my stride at my job and figuring out what being a full-time employee looked like, what being a full-time employee looked like in an environment that wasn't toxic. And then in walks Nick with this very tall drink of water. Um, And for reference, Nick is what? He's five foot six and I'm five foot 10, maybe 11 on my good days. Yeah, so next to Nick, you look very tall. And then we just really hit it off. We talked all night long, and I don't even think we noticed that the boys were gone at any point. No, not at all. We actually stopped because it got so quiet. We looked around and asked, where did the boys go? Of course. And naturally, they weren't right outside either. They were out gallivanting because we were living mm-hmm. on a little bit of property at that point. But yeah, that's, that's kind of where, we're we, where we were at. What about you? I had actually just gotten out of a really long relationship that previous summer and moved back to Houston to live with my younger sibling in our own apartment. It was a lot of fun living with them, but I personally was going through a lot mentally at that point. So I was busy going through recovery, attending support groups, stuff like that. I did have a part-time job as a substitute preschool teacher. Both my education and my career were in early childhood education for several years at that point, around eight or nine. But I met Nick at the Renaissance Festival that fall One of my childhood friends actually invited me to go in a group, and I'd never done anything like that before, so I thought, okay, I'll try it out. Oh, yeah, Renfest. That's really interesting, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's a lot of fun, actually. More fun than I thought it would be. And we initially met before we left for the festival because we'd all met up at his friend's house to carpool. And when Nick walked in, he immediately walked up and shook my hand. And I just remember feeling very small in that moment, which has never happened to me before. Okay, but to be fair, Nick can command a room. He's very charismatic, and he's kind of a take-control kind of guy in those situations. Yeah, he really is. He has a very high charisma. We're D&Ders, and he is 100% a bard in real life. I'm not going to lie to you. I have no idea what that means, but I would be interested to know more about that in a later episode. For reference, everybody else... That is Dungeons and Dragons. We are nerds. (laughs) Yeah, so we met then, and I guess it was only... It really wasn't very long. Not long at all. We hit it off at the Renaissance Festival. I went up to his birthday dinner a couple days after that, and that's when he brought up Will, your husband, and invited me to go meet y'all a week later. I think you're right, because I remember Will telling me that Nick was dating somebody new, and we were very excited about it, and then a few days later... Will, at the last minute, um, was telling me y'all were coming over for dinner, which was stressful for me because I had not cleaned the house um, to be presentable for company. Mm -hmm. We came over anyway, though. We had a great time. 
But when I left, I was actually really worried you didn't like me at all. So that's actually a really common response, probably because of the raging RBF. One of my really good friends I met in like seventh grade, I think, thought I actually hated her and I never did. I just cannot control my face. I mean, just know it's not you. I've been told that my RBF makes people feel like I'm a snob, a little stuck up maybe, and I'm really not. I feel like I'm probably one of the least judgmental people you'll ever meet. And, you know, Emily and I can attest to that 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you and I met, we hit it off, and then you actually met Emily a week or so later, right? Right. I came up to stay the weekend with Nick, and when we went out for drinks, that's when I met Emily. They were busy career bees at that point, and we met because our husbands were coworkers. I remember feeling very intimidated by this jet-set career woman with an incredible alcohol tolerance and perfect hair. Emily, what was going on in 2019 for you at that point? Well, 2019 was a wild, wild year for us. I was working on a new development project in Champaign, Illinois, and just to break it to everyone, there is no champagne. I was going to ask. And then we were also planning a wesh- wedding in Washington State. And then I was commuting back and forth to home in Texas. Then COVID really took off in 2020. And Jordan, you and I met in 2021. Yes, at Halloween in uh, Nick's parents' backyard, right? Um I think we were Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin because I was very freshly pregnant and you guys were a little skeleton family. Yeah, that's right. And my husband was really annoyed with me that year because I got to cover him up with all of my pale, pale makeup. So fast forward, it's late 2022 and we're texting back and forth in our mom group one morning about literally anything and everything. And this idea was born. And I don't remember who brought it up originally. Jordan, you may have mentioned it jokingly at first, but Kat, you took it very seriously. And then we all three kind of jumped on board and started figuring out all the logistics and what it would actually look like. And yeah, within about 24 hours, I would say we had a list of 40 to 50 topics that we wanted to talk about, things that we thought needed to be covered open and honestly without brushing anything under the rug and just being very vulnerable with it yeah and within a month we had all the equipment everything we needed ordered and all we really needed to do at that time was sit down and start talking yeah you know there's so much negativity surrounding millennials and women and moms we really wanted to show people what it means to support someone unconditionally in your circle and that being said it shouldn't be hard We married some really great guys. Um, They're terrific husbands and fathers, but it is still hard to describe to them what it feels like at the end of the day to have a million things in your mental task list, you know, the the mental load, and feel like you're alone. But you're not alone. And I really feel like only other moms can truly understand what that feels like. I absolutely agree. And when we were talking about this before we sat down and started writing it all out, We talked about that. We talked about the fact that we can't be the only ones. You know, we cannot be the only ones who feel that way. And while we are blessed enough to have the support we do from our husbands, from our families, from our village, that's not the case with every parent. That's not the case with every woman. Um, And we are very lucky to be able to lay literally everything out on the table. And that's really built the foundation for this. Yeah, and I think our group is really also good about asking you know, do you need a pep talk right now? 
or is there something I can do to help you? Yeah, do you just want a vent or do you want a solution? Mm -hmm. Which I think is something very unique to women because women are built to, I'm sorry, men are built to problem solve. You know, if you give me a problem, I'm going to give you a solution. Um, I think that's kind of hardwired in their brains to provide for us. Um, But women have a little bit more of an understanding sometimes of you just need to unload it to somebody who gets it. Right. It does get a little more complicated at times, too, especially when it comes to rearing children and even working in childhood education for 10 plus years now, having my own children was really transformative. It's a different world. And I did not understand or comprehend other moms telling me there's a difference. But when you're sleep deprived and your boobs are sore because one baby's nursed all night and then your other child still needs to nurse, it's like. Can somebody just take him for 20 minutes? It's like that line from Bluey when Chili says, I just need 20 minutes. And the unspoken where no one talks to me. I have never related to something more than that cartoon. But that particular line definitely resonated with me. Because sometimes it does feel like I'm going to pull out all of my hair. Because I just need 20 minutes where no one is needing me. No one is touching me. And no one is saying my name. Mm -hmm. I agree 200%. um, But let's switch gears a little bit. Kat, let's start with you. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself, your kids, your job, the family dynamic. Okay. I actually work for a mortgage broker here in town. Her name is Brooke Alvarez. She's fantastic, and I'm sure we'll have her on in another episode. But because of this, I'm able to work from home and have the girls at home. I have two, uh, two and three months, which I love as an educator because I get to watch them grow all their milestones, see their little light bulbs go off every day. I had originally planned on getting back into a workout routine, fixing up that pelvic floor, which is still goal, but now I feel like this podcast has become my third baby. Hopefully that makes sense. Same. And I think I could definitely speak for Jordan and myself when I say that it is like our second, but that is only because we each have one baby for now. For For now. now. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's basically it. I work from home. I have two girls. My husband, who is the sweetest, loving man, works at the university in town, which is fantastic. And we are currently digging our way out of debt, working on um, finally becoming homeowners. We'll cover that in another episode because, you know, millennialing in the current economy is incredibly hard. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, But, Emily, let's switch over to you. Talk about uh, yourself a little bit. Well, I currently work for a local businessman, and I wear many, many hats, and absolutely love that. There is definitely never a boring or dull day. I've been in this position for almost a year now, but before this, I was in a corporate position for a little over eight years, but weekly traveling is definitely not for everyone. I have a background in digital marketing. I have an almost two-year-old rambunctious little boy. And my husband also works locally as a branch manager for Enterprise Truck Rental. Uh, We've been together for a little over 11 years. And I'm just so grateful and thankful to do life with my absolute best friend. Jordan, what about you? So I am currently employed at a clinic, a veterinary clinic here in town. And I am on their management team. Right now I work really closely with the technicians um, and play with our social media a little bit. I have one little girl that just turned a year old um, about mid-April. She's feisty, to say the least, uh, but we love that about her. She's definitely got some fire to her. 
She actually goes to the same preschool as Emily's son during the week while we are working. My husband, Will, is an electrician in town, and he is absolutely wonderful. I really did hit the jackpot with him. Um, we're always busy, but prioritizing this has been something that's really kind of sparked some energy back for me and given me something to look forward to. I'm just come my second baby. Um, I'll come right back to you, Emily. Sorry. Um, but again, that's only because I have one for now. Um, and getting to do this with the two of you is something that's been really special for me as well. Sorry, Jordan. I'm just so excited to dig into all these to topics and really dive in. Yeah. I'm, I mean, me too. And like we said, within the first 24 hours, we had those 40 to 50 topics to talk through. Yeah, and we would see a post or a TikTok and shoot it in our group text like we normally would, but then it had a new meaning of, no, we need to add this to the list. And so I think we have an ongoing or running list of probably about 80 topics right now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those can actually be broken down into like a little mini series. Um, but to be able to have conversations that aren't accepted all of the time um, and in all of the places, and maybe you don't have it at the dinner table with your grandparents, um, and because we get to be vulnerable in this space and honest with each other about everything, even if it's not a pretty conversation, even if you disagree, um, I hope that part of this really resonates with everyone listening. I completely agree. I think a lot of the accounts that I follow have the Instagram account to match. And the ones that I consistently go back to and look at their content are the ones that talk about the topics that society thinks need to be set aside because they deal with women. Uh, you know, the mentality of, oh, no, you're a woman. You shouldn't need help with that. Or you are a woman. You do need help with that. You've gotten to know your baby for eight weeks. All right. It's time to get back to work. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we live in a time where people don't think about how hard things are on a mom's mental stability. And leaving your child is hard enough without also factoring in that at any given moment, I'm thinking, what is my child doing right now? Are they safe? Are they being watched? Have they pooped yet? And luckily, we love the teachers we have at the school. But that is also not the case for everyone because, let's be honest, childcare is very expensive. Yeah, that's actually an episode we have planned to discuss as well. Um, and I appreciate the fact that you brought up uh, poop because that is something that no one told me I was going to be constantly worried about is the poop schedule of my toddler. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It, they don't tell you about it. They don't tell you how much you're going to obsess over it. You know, what did they eat last? Are they dehydrated? Are they on antibiotics? And are they just going to surprise you out of nowhere? Yes. So to give the listeners some insight into us individually, let's go around and describe our describe ourselves a little bit. I personally would describe myself as a preppy, modern, ambitious, and driven person. Have y'all ever heard of the silky, crunchy, and scrunchy mom types? Yes. No. Jordan, definitely look it up. It's quite interesting. But I think if I were to categorize myself, I would say I'm more of a scrunchy mom leaning towards silky. I'm a very go-with-the-flow type of person, and I don't really try to get caught up in everything or read too much into things, but... In the same token, I do care deeply about what my family eats and our daily activities. I like to read, garden, and travel. Love a good weekend getaway. So I deep dove into those terms when I first heard about them, and I am definitely a scrunchy mom. But I lean more crunchy in terms of education, diet, and mental health. 
I'm a big fan of Montessori and Waldorf techniques. I love neutral colors, wooden toys, outside play. And guys, that's not to say we don't have the loud, colorful toys too. I'm not boring. I just prefer ones that are open-ended and can be used for many, many years instead of having to throw them away when we go through toy purges. Um, We don't eat food dyes. We're very low sugar. We focus on not labeling foods as good or bad. We're also very big on connecting with our kids on an emotional level and healing our own inner children. Aesthetically, I'm very uh, hippie natural. Yep. I like leather. I love texture. I love the outdoors so much that I bring it inside. We're plant people. I like to embroider, paint, and have long existential conversations over coffee. Um, so I actually just did like a quick Google search to look at the terms. Um, so I'm just learning what all of this means. Um, but I'm thinking I'm definitely more of a scrunchy mom, a little bit more towards the silky end. My child definitely does have like sugar and dyes in her diet, um, in moderation. Uh, we do try to make sure she has a balanced diet and all of that. Um, outside of being a mom, I would say that I'm probably the Western boho vibe of the three of us. Mm-hmm. I love a good bell bottom love a good statement earring, all of which I get from Wax and Roses Boutique, which is run by a very dear friend of mine. Um, Alyssa's done an excellent job with her store, and I'm really proud to support her. Uh, But I'm getting off track. Western for me, both in my clothes and in my home. Yeah, um, a lot of wood, a lot of turquoise in their house. Absolutely. Um, And that kind of describes the Jordan of it all. On the mom's side, there's not a ton of extra structure in our family. We try to keep Grace on a nap schedule and eating schedule, but um, we don't limit a whole lot of things. Um, I do have like rotating bins of toys so that she doesn't get bored and try to keep most of them non-electronic, mostly because the endless loop of the same song will irritate me after a while. (laughs) Um, but I'm also not opposed to throwing on some puff and rock, some bluey until she's done with it. And then we turn on some music and dance around. Um, but that's basically it for me that I can think of. Like I said earlier, we're a very busy family. So we're usually at some sort of function every weekend, which can be really hard when trying to keep that schedule. Um, but I think we do a pretty good job of balancing it. So as you can tell, we are all very different women in our own regards, But the really cool thing about our group dynamic is that those little extra things that don't matter when we come together because there's that security and support that we have mentioned several times. Yeah, a lot of friend groups with this kind of dynamic wouldn't work either because of those differences. But I think we've done a really good job of showing each other true love and not in the fairy tale romantic sense, but in the sense that, you know, if what you're doing isn't going to work out, I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Oh, if I'm doing something stupid and you don't tell me, we're going to have a bigger issue down the line than if I'm going to disagree with you over you telling me like, hey, that's dumb. And again, that is why we started this, this show, what it, to show what it means to support each other, regardless of the dynamic or anything else. Yeah. And to also invite those moms who may not have that support system on this journey with us. This is a very come-as-you-are situation here, guys, and we mean that wholeheartedly. As long as you can come and be respectful, there's nothing you cannot talk to us about. We will never pretend to be experts, but just know we do have a pretty stocked arsenal of packs and facts that are science-based that we can and do want to share with you. And this also doesn't just apply to moms. Everyone is invited on this journey. Mm -hmm. Yes, being a mom is a big part of our lives, but we are also women 
employees and spouses, and those hats also make up who we are. So we will cover more than just being a mom here. Nothing is off limits, and we really hope that you guys at home interact with us and help us form a community with each other. We said it earlier that not every parent, mom, woman, or whoever can have a support group to turn to. So let us be that for you. If you've had a day and you just need to vent, share that with us. If you have a funny story but no one to laugh with, guys, we love to laugh. Bring it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. And remember, it'll all come out in the wash. We can't wait to see you on the next episode. See ya. Bye, y'all. Toodles.